It's the actual great debates. That's us. Oh, Wait, are I, we really here? I we're really got here. emotional hearing that song. Crazy. What's crazy is we're here in the room together. Oh. And look, I don't want to get all excited. I, I, I want to save it for the, what we're about to do, which is debate. We're going to waste any time. Yeah. We're going to get right into it. Let's go. With a micro debate, Steve Healy. Taking the pro. The pro. I love taking the pro. You are That's such a pro guy. Tom Cruise would know what to do at a Chipotle. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. What is Tom Cruise's brand? What does he bring to everything? Competence, excellence, devotion, focus, in the moment. Anyone who interacts with this guy says he's on it. He's paying attention to you. He locks your eyes like a laser. Does his own stunts on these Mission Impossible movies. Brilliant management of his career. He outworks. He outhustles everybody. That's why he's at the top. If he walked into a Chipotle, he would read the room very carefully, quickly, rapidly. He would pick up on the signals, the signs, and he would spring into action. That's what Tom Cruise does. He knows what to do. He's situationally aware and appropriate. He'd figure it out so fast. He'd probably come up with something new at Chipotle they hadn't even thought of yet. That's the only danger of Tom Cruise in a Chipotle. But would he know what to do in Chipotle? Yeah, he'd know what to do. He has, once he enters the building and sees that this is a, what we would call counter service type restaurant, he has no idea what is going on. He's off his game. This kind of restaurant has really only existed in most places, I feel like, in the last, it's been so long since Tom Cruise has been in a restaurant. That's the bottom line. Anything other than a super high-end restaurant. He's not going to understand that you have to tell people, I want this, and then I want this, and then I want, right, uh, pinto or black beans. First of all, also, his diet's got to be so crazy that he's not going to be, he's going to be, like, uh, out of pocket when it comes to the choices. Well, he's going to be asking crazy questions. The only way that it happens is if someone holds his hand and says, says like okay they're gonna ask you do you want a burrito or a taco blah, blah, blah. and then he will like say what he wants but that i would say is not tom cruise knowing what to do in a chipotle that's someone telling him what to do my parents didn't know what to do in a chipotle like they walked in and they were like this really happened they were like we thought it was going to be a, a real restaurant and then you had to go up to the counter it was confusing there were all yeah, these choices sure they didn't panic but they're they just like they adapting. didn't know what to do they didn't know what to do that's, it's, it's that simple. First of all, Cruz is a great actor who's played a wide variety of roles. He, he has put himself but he's into, never played a guy putting who's himself ordered into Chipotle. other people's shoes. He's, he's never played a guy who's ordered a Chipotle. He's played guys who have ordered Chipotle for sure. Not you in the Jerry text McGuire of the actual script. You didn't know what a Chipotle-type no. restaurant was? I, what I'm I know saying is he Chipotle, never but. did a scene where he had to order a Chipotle, and that is the only circumstance that would enable him to know what it's like to actually order at a Chipotle. When he was prepping for... I mean, Mission Impossible right there. Ethan is a guy who has to fit in in every situation. When Tom Cruise prepared for the role, he prepared for how do you fit in and adapt to every situation when the stakes are life and death, not just getting your burrito right. There's a difference between fitting in and knowing what to do. No one's going to, like, if Tom Cruise walks into a Chipotle, even if he didn't, whatever. Like, let's say it was Tom Cruise and someone else's body. No one's going to be like, what is this guy doing? He doesn't, like, he's freaking out. He doesn't kick him out of Chipotle. No, that's not what I'm saying. He'd be able to fit in. In, but he wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't know that you wait at the back of the line. And then when you get to the front of the line, the first thing you say is like, I want a burrito bowl. I want a chicken burrito bowl with white rice, pinto beans, cheese, lettuce, uh, pico de gallo, etc. 
era. You think when Tom Cruise was prepping for roles like uh, Jack Reacher, again, here's a Jack Reacher is a guy who walks through the United States of America. He exists in small towns, ordinary well, situations. When he was prepping for Reacher, he learned what's an That's American life. Point. He got ready for it. He He's there. Okay, but he's got the knowledge. He's got the know-how. Are you really suggesting, though, that like in preparation for his role, someone like part of his method work was like, his coach saying like, well, one thing that your character might do is order at a counter service restaurant like Chipotle and now let's practice here's, that. Here's Cruz prepping for Jack Reacher. What does this guy eat? Where does he go? What, what, what happens when he's in Tennessee? When he's in New Jersey? Oh, you're so off the mark with that stuff. Jack Reacher in Tennessee? Yeah, that's where Jack Reacher goes. I mean, my biggest worry is they don't have a, too many Chipotles in Tennessee, but he's there. They don't? I don't know. Oh, I, this I, for me, this one was razor thin, and I, but I'm going with Dave, and it's mainly on the whole wow. the diet thing, right? Oh, interesting. Just the choices yeah. of the like, what's barbacoa? He would be thrown by sofritas, pinto beans, and and then when the guy says the pinto beans have bacon in them, yeah, that oh, would that's, be weird. He might that would leave. Be a, he might leave. Might short circuit the program. I got to tell you. I felt rusty, man. I, well, I, I, I know. Did you right? feel that? The cobwebs. Did you feel that? For sure. I mean, how can you not? Been too long. I've I been was... trying to keep up my debate training uh-huh. for COVID. I've been debating the mirror, debating the cat, but it's mm. just not the same. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What think... kind of drills have you come up with to keep? To keep uh... Well, I think most people that I've hung out with or spent time with would tell you that I'm probably as contentious as always <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat and uh, finding annoying arguments to entertain ourselves. But other than that, no, I haven't been in the ring in a while and it's hard. We are in person, which is nice in the zoom. Yeah. Mm. The no, zoom it's not doesn't do it justice. You're going to lose something. Right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. There's the lightning quick kind of responsiveness that happens in the room that, the delays that are introduced by the computer system don't really and the allow body for language when you know you've oh. got Dave on the ropes or something. You can yeah, uh-huh. maybe even the pheromones of feeling. Well, I'm reluctant to even mention this because I don't want to give my secrets away, but I I use my sense of smell a lot <laughs> in debate. And that is it an advanced technique. Really yes. hurt me on Zoom. I couldn't smell a thing. But boy, when you're when I land a blow, I smell it right away coming yeah. off of your body. Yeah. And when I'm on the ropes, I smell it. I smell myself. Oh yeah, yeah. We can and all smell that. You have to adjust. And then I can smell when Medina when I'm losing him. Oh, mm-hmm. I know Medina smells. I, I would. <laughs> I guarantee you, I know Medina smells better than anyone. I've been thinking of bottling <laughs> Sally, the but smell of Medina's. Joy and enthusiasm, and hearing a new argument, and putting that into some kind of perfume. Well, alone. you'd be a billionaire. It's genuine. It's a genuine. I mean, that's the thing. Is like the magic of the debate. It's always hard for me to make a decision on who I like, who's the debate I like better, because they're both usually so energizing. It's. It would be interesting. I would know immediately if I had COVID during a debate because I wouldn't be able to smell. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like we're in host chat a I little think bit. So maybe yeah. even we're talking it. about how each how we smell. Right. So I would say yes. So how's everyone been doing? It's been a while. Shout out to our listeners who are still there. If you are still there, yeah, for sure. Um, Hi, guys, getting along okay? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Everybody's yeah. making progress. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's a little it's crazy. Fine. Nobody's it's doing great fine. these days. I don't think if they are, they're a psycho. But. Oh. 
Well, how are you doing, Healy? Doing pretty well. I put this out. Uh, I would like to say to debate listeners, I do have a side project going. Okay. Mm, another yeah, podcast. Yeah. Mm, it's called no. Four from the South. It's great. on iHeartRadio. It's with uh, my friend and former Great Debates guest, Fabrizio Capano. Who we love. His Every, he's what so a guy. Funny such a funny guy. Really funny. And fast. Every week he brings me four uh, stories from what we call Big Latin America. Basically, the premise of the podcast is the United States is now, it's part of Latin America. Uh-huh. Like it or not, we're in it. Uh-huh. And we need to know about it. Uh, Latin mm. America doesn't get covered in our news. You don't know what's going on down there. Uh-huh. And we've got a guy who knows the stuff and he's funny and he's telling us every week what the big stories are mm. from Central and South America. Right. So I love it. Tune in. I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest with you, there's too many ads on the podcast. It's for iHeartRadio, which is a big, uh, oh, big yeah. chalk. Uh-huh. Figure that out yourself. I'm sorry. That's what? how we get paid. But uh, Are they listening <laughs> to this? Wait. So you, whoa. So you're Sorry. bashing your network right now, which is, is that, cool to do. I, think. I don't know. I mean, is that like disloyal? No, I think bills, that's like. If I'm being real to my listeners and fans, it's tough to get through the episode uh-huh, without pressing without the, the skip the ads. What yeah. kind of, okay, what kind of ads are you doing? I don't know. I skip them. Do you, but do you record them? or <laughs> no. Okay, so they're just like in-house iHeartRadio. Yeah, ads. exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. No. Oh. All right. Okay. So give it a give it a listen, but skip the ads. Give it a listen, skip the ads, or, or maybe you're into ads. There are ad people love ads. I you, find that podcast ads tend to be better than other ads. You usually learn about a weird product, some right? weird That's, thing yeah. that I want to maybe try out or buy or for recommend sure. to a friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's great. But anyway, you can hear what I'm doing podcast-wise in a big corporate machine. This is, is there kind what, of my indie. What's been like the – is there one story from the South, so to speak, that, that like we should know about that wasn't on our – or something fascinating? Well, we're definitely following the – in Chile, they're writing a new constitution. Oh, that's wow. amazing. From scratch. I didn't know Basically, that. any citizen could run and get elected to the Constitutional Convention. Okay. It's really contentious. And, you know, people got elected wearing weird costumes. There's yes. every kind of fringe party. Every yes. kind of idea should – Women be half of the parliament at all times. That's the kind mm. of thing that's being discussed. Mm. A lot of debate topics, actually. Oh, we I'm could, sure. We could steal from them. So that's good. The stuff that's Road going on in trip. Brazil is crazy. Uh, of course, El Salvador introducing Bitcoin is now legal tender in El right. Salvador, which has just been chaos. Yes. Uh, they've got a hipster uh, psycho uh, president out oh, there. Oh, they do. He's like a young dude. He's or like young 37. Th- Bukele is his name. And he's... He, uh, he's going to have a wild ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to end somehow. It's not going to end with him retiring peacefully to his bed. I don't oh, think. Okay. <laughs> wow. That was a great tease, man. Uh, check it out. Okay. But that's enough about me. Are we I here to know. chat sure. and shoot the breeze about other podcasts? Or no. Are we here to do debates? Maybe briefly. If, yeah. If, I mean, we do both. It really doesn't matter what we do. I don't think. Certainly nobody uh, makes us do anything. If you'd like, I'd suggest that we get back into another debate. I'd love that. Yes. yes. A main. The only thing is, like, I can't quite figure out which side of this is more right. life-affirming. Okay. So we were Therefore, talking about who should take the pro. Okay. So do you want me to just read this out, and we can kind of take it from there? Or? Yeah. Read the top good. and let's okay, The topic out. is fire has done more harm than good. Oh, Fire's done more harm than good. So my first instinct is it's more life-affirming for you to take the con, Healy. I think that's right. I'll take the con. But is it more... Hmm. 
You you feel that way? Yeah, I think that yeah, fire is our friend is a more life affirming. Mm-hmm. Fire is our troublesome friend. Harm and good, I guess. Yeah, take I'm the pro. Dave Kigan. I'm yeah, taking the pro. <laughs> fire is done. Absolutely fire. What? A, how is this even an issue? <laughs> fire has done far more harm than good, and I know Healy's going to talk about how fire has like kept people alive and all those things, but. Obviously, fire has caused so much, far more destruction. It's leveled cities. It's destroyed homes. It's destroyed forests. It's killed people, animals over and over again. I mean, look, at its simplest, at its very simplest, when you think of fire, are you scared or are you draw or are you like happy? And the answer is obviously like scared because it's built into our DNA on some deep level to like run away from fire. It's dangerous. It's always caused more harm than good. Yes, it like keeps you warm in the night or it used to, but that's like a a part of history that we don't really have to worry about anymore. It's not like people in most parts of the world are still building fires to keep themselves warm throughout the night. We're using new technology to do that. Fire kills people. destroys it think about like think about compared to like the h-bomb how much more destruction fires have done and by the way there were also after the nuclear bomb part of the big problem was that things were still on fire okay i'm done healy you're raring to go go ahead i know it's a tough position for you the destructive fires uh that burn down cities and forests that's a thing for sure that's that's a uh, negative of fire However, we're told, we only think of that because it's such a wild exception. Gather round the fire, the campfire, the cook fire. All of our food is cooked. Humans couldn't serve it. To every person listening to this podcast today ate some food that was cooked over a flame. And we need that as humans to get the proteins out. It's, it's what allowed us to rise above the other animal species. No other animal species is capable of controlling fire or using it in any real way. And we are so far ahead of those animals because we use fire. Dave talked about the example of cities, but those cities were forged in fire. Steel is made by a hard fire. We wouldn't have cities without fire, without cooking the bricks to make our buildings, without using fire to clear the land for the cities, to create the steel. And then inside those buildings, every single house has a fireplace, it has a stove. Fire is our best friend. It's a dangerous friend sometimes, for sure. There are many, many the Chicago fire, etc. We can list examples of fires that got out of hand. What a laughable idea! Fires are what a laughable idea. A best friend is something you take with you everywhere you go, or something you always want to see or be around. You Healy, take fire with if you I everywhere say to you, you go. If I say to you, or I'll ask the listener and Medina to think about this. Yeah. There was a fire in my house last night. What's your first thought? That it went great or that someone got hurt? Well, that's just your phrasing. It's scary. If you're like, oh, Esther and I sat by the fire yesterday. It was great. We talked about a lot of stuff. We heated some hot dogs over the fire. We it, heated some hot dogs over the fire? If I dropped you in the, the middle, no, if, if like you're in that? a survival situation, you're trapped in the woods or something, first thing you're going to want, a pair of matches, a set of matches, But how often does that happen? What a, a ridiculous well, the, example. No, it's, it's Let's only, say you live in a house like it's 98% only, okay, of the world how does. How was the house built? How were the steel beams created? How was the... the the brick formed fire 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 what's the most important thing in the house the kitchen the stove well there's a okay, fire so there's obviously ways to cook food without fire you could do it with like electrical you could do it with 
right? Uh, electrical it can be stove done, top. but it's rare. And also, like, who's to say that we're better off eating cooked food than we are raw food? Oh, There's well, that, you huge... just have to concede that. That's Why? De- it's definitely true that humans are extracting a lot more nutrition because of our ability to cook food. It's what makes us human. It's Gathering around the fire is a human. big part of what makes us human. I mean, the, from the earliest times, as soon as humans could manage and control fire, they could form tribes, they could gather families, they could prepare food in new ways. It, it was an organizing principle for humanity. Fire but certainly human beings were fine before there was before the no they, they were quote, at the level unquote, of the of the chimp and the orangutan they were What's sitting in the forest that? eating Why is bananas that? and stuff wouldn't you say that okay great let's open it they up they had babe. no civilization they had no Who's uh, more reliable harm? warmth they have, could only live Healy, in a very limited Healy, strata have of human, temperate have forest? humans done more harm than good than chimpanzees i would say they've done more harm not for humans no Relative humans to chimpanzees, have done more say. good for themselves than harm yes for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but not... Are, I, I think it's reasonable, that in most cases, to consider the debate in human terms. I mean, if you'd like to make it Why? universal... Okay, Why, fine. Healy? Even better. You want to take it to the universal level? Fire is what... The sun is essentially an enormous fire that warms our planet. We wouldn't be here without that fire. Put out all the fire in the universe, and you have a dead, cold, frozen nothing. Put out on the fire on Earth, and humanity evaporates to the level of the monkey. At best... In a lot of places, people would freeze to death and die. The fire is what's keeping us alive. And yes, does it burn and singe sometimes? Yes. Does it get out of hand sometimes? Yes. And those notable exceptions are so frightening because it's a case of your good friend turning on you. And of course, we remember those and they're quite memorable. But without fire, there would be no humanity. There would be no universe. I'm reaching out to my king chess piece and turning it on its side. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I lost. I got, we got wow, way okay. too, we got way too metaphysical. I couldn't think of other reasons. The fire is bad. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Healy. I don't know. You want to do a swappery or something? No, I, I don't know. But do you know, am I wrong? Was I no, in it you're, all? You're, oh. the, I felt that, the, that what was hanging out there was the idea that really like in concert with fire, human beings have sort of destroyed the planet. But right. Right, right, right. I think Healy just leapfrogged right over that argument by reaching out to the sun and suggesting that this is the way it was supposed to be all along. I thought you might DQ <laughs> me and rule out the sun counting as a fire. <laughs> I, no, it was that was the golden gun. I, <laughs> I was like... What have I done? If you know what, I might have asked for some sort of like, let's step it back and keep it to earth. If mm-hmm. I had other mm-hmm. arguments to make, I guess. So, Medina, you're saying the thing I left on the table was like, humans have used fire for bad. We're everything that yeah. Healy was talking about that was a good in other in from another vantage could be looked at as a as a sort of like an environmental ill. Yeah concrete and steel and all bricks. that stuff. It's hard horrible. to be like bricks are bad. <laughs> bricks are, I, most people can agree that bricks are good. I guess. Right? I don't know. I man. think, I don't know. Any, well, whatever. I, what struck me as soon as Healy started was that this was an opportunity for us to, to think about the terrifying fires that are still probably coming this year in a new oh, way. Yeah. yeah. And remember that, well, where would we be? I mean, even there, the fire is part of the life cycle of the forest. Mm. I know. I knew <laughs> that was knows. sitting there. Everybody, <laughs> Everybody loves that little nugget. Everybody loves Everyone. the same Should we just let it burn? You know, like, actually, you know. 
The fire is part of the life cycle of the forest. That's like annoying California character of yes. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know, homie. It still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still to wipe my car off when I get into it. It's gross. Oh, oh wow. man. Are we done? Is there anything? Do you want to plug any other podcast? Should we That's talk about cereal for, for a few minutes? We'll have a couple more projects coming down the pipe. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Well, guys, what a treat to be back in the room with you two, and what a treat to be back in your headphones or speakers or car or wherever you're listening to us, Uh, and we'll see you very soon again on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina. (laughs) 